Hi again, everybody. I'm Jamie Allison, and this is the Big Idea, Big Moves podcast. This is the destination for high performers. We talk to people from different genres, different niches, people doing really cool things in their space. So we talk to CEOs, we've talked to scientists, we talk to high performance athletes, people that are really just moving the needle. And hopefully, we can take some of those items in and transfer them into our own lives as well. Um, so today, I know that we have one of those guests that uh, uh, I know everyone is going to really want to hear from. Just before we jump into that, a couple of quick things. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, um, you know that one of our partners is uh, a valued publication for health and fitness and nutrition. It's Impact Magazine. Um, make sure that you check them out right now. They actually have a, a special uh, uh, special edition out about top fitness trainers. So there's some really cool people to, to find out their backstories as well. You can find them across the different social media platforms or go to www.impactmagazine.com. Ca. Um, the other one is there's a lot of change happening in the workplace right now. I know a lot of um, professionals uh, listen to the podcast. Uh, Epitome HR is a boutique HR consulting firm, um, and uh, and they deliver a, a, you know some. Uh, some different solutions that will help you through some of the, the human resources or business challenges you're probably having right now. Um, lots of change out there right now. So if you want to take a look at what they have, I know they have a, an assessment that you can kind of go through and see if you do need their help or what type of help you need. Um, just go to www.epitomehr.com and, uh, and see if that will work for you as well. So we're going to jump right in now. Um, really happy to have uh, Joan Kelly Walker. Um, she has been, a re- <laughs> the, the list is long. So it, she's been a reality TV personality, she's a television host, uh, model, voiceover actor, fashion development, is very active in humanitarian work, which we're going to talk about today. Um, I know she's worked with uh, BTV, CTV Sportsnet, the Shopping Network, Home Sets, a whole bunch of different things, um, and has also served as host on Red Carpet Diary, which many people will have seen. Um, and she, uh, I think even more importantly, has been awarded things like the Mother Teresa Award, the Queen's Diamond Jubilee Medal, um, and the highest award from World Vision as well for her volunteer contributions. So uh, so first of all, welcome, Joan. But maybe the first question is, um, you've got so much that goes on. How do you find time to do all of this in, in your everyday? Oh, my goodness. Well, first of all, Jamie, thank you so much for having me today. And thank you so much for this beautiful platform. It's really inspiring to listen to all the guests that you have and to even just scroll through and see the people. And it's so nice that people collectively have come together with one mind and one intention of really sharing. So thank you for putting together this platform. It's our, it's our pleasure. I mean, you're one of those people when they go through. I mean, uh, we've been lucky to talk to lots of them and, and I know we're lucky today too. So um, so yeah, maybe uh, you know, you've had a really eclectic professional career and maybe we'll, yes. we'll kind of we'll kind of hit that one first is is you've you've done everything from kind of radio and tv and and uh magazine work and everything now too um maybe work us through a little bit about you know your path to here and um you know what are some of those key things that that kind of um opportunities you jumped at throughout that your career okay well that's a really good question because sometimes i feel like Uh, you know, the little dog that's like chasing every squirrel that comes along, but I've been really fortunate. I've had incredible opportunities just land in my lap. And I think that happens when you're open and somehow the universe reads that and, 
and you go into it. And recently I did uh, a keynote speech for International Women's Day and it was a real honor to do that. But just walking through that journey of writing a keynote speech yeah. and like gathering my thoughts, I really thought about that long and hard. And you know, when you plan something, you think, okay, I'm gonna go from A to B and just yeah. make a straight line. This is how it works, but it's really not. Like you're gonna hit every obstacle along the way. And when you hit those obstacles, you have to pivot and you have to change and you have to go around the wall. And I think every time that that happens, that's a defining moment in your life. And that's where you have growth and that's where you learn. And this is where structure, comes to your life. So I think every time that we hit an obstacle, we really do have to see it as an opportunity. Yeah. And don't be afraid, like just look at it and say, okay, this is, could either be a setback or an opportunity. So really it is a mindset of how you do it. And when it comes to me, like I was born, I came, I grew up in a town of literally 200 people yeah. in a farming community in, in the prairies. And you know, I wanted to be in the arts. I wanted to be a model. I wanted to be an actor. I wanted to be a TV host. Like, but I honestly didn't even know what most of those things were or what it fully entailed. I just knew that I wanted to do something different from most of the kids in my town. And, you know, I appreciate their journey and they appreciate it and have been very supportive of me, but I really didn't have any mentors at the time. And I think I was too shy to ask and say, you know, this is what I want to do and put my hand up and say, can I go to university and study journalism and what doors does that open for me? Yeah. So, you know, my advice to anyone is don't be shy. It doesn't matter at what point you're at in your life, just yeah. speak your truth and honor your truth. Uh, you mentioned a how long answer. I'm sorry. Uh, no, no, that's uh, that's that's exactly what we were going for because I think you mentioned that um, uh, some of it is some of it is intention, what you're talking about, and then the other side is is opportunities come from that. How much of it do you think? Um, you know, does does one create the other? Are you a are you a goal setter? Do you set goals and and then those opportunities come? How does that work for you? Well, no one will ever know your dedication to your goal the way that you do. So. Yes, definitely set your goal, aim high. I go so far as to write down my intentions. I say them out loud. I have like, you know, when every new year I have a list, I put it away. I don't even think about it. And then I circle back to it at the end of the year and, and see where I'm at. And I put things in there that are like in my wildest dreams. This would be amazing if that happened if that happened. And sometimes those things don't happen, but something else happens that is like, wow, I didn't even think about that. So I think it's really just being super open and being really honest with yourself. What do I, what do I want? And a lot of times that's, that's a hard journey for people to just figure out that question. What do I want? Yeah. And well, and, and if you repeat that and go through that process, obviously those opportunities are coming up and it maybe directs your thinking around the opportunities as well, right? It might take you in a different direction, but it's still the end, the end goal might be similar. So um, you've, you've spent a lot of time in um, uh, the, well, whether it was in television or any of those things, but in the fashion and kind of entertainment industry a lot. Um, have you seen, uh, like, I mean, obviously lots of things have been changing the last little while. Have you seen a lot of change over that your time in it and, and do you see it kind of changing considerably in the next little while just because of the, the atmosphere right now? 
Oh man, you can't even define the change. You can't even qualify it because it's happening so rapidly. I mean, when I was producing and directing back in the day, I mean, we still had the big beta cams. And so you were beholden to the technology that was available and you had to rent the equipment because nobody owned their own equipment and it was way too expensive. So everybody was freelancing, which is another thing that I think kind of dissipated for a while. People, Mm -hmm. uh, there was a flourishing freelance community and then we got away from that. And now everybody's creating their own path with opportunities like this, like create your own opportunity on a podcast, you know, do your own thing on Instagram, social media. So I feel like we're taking more control now than we have in the last you know, 10 or 15 years. And I think it's a wonderful opportunity. And for me, I find the hardest thing is to keep up with the technology. Like as soon as I figure out Instagram, all of a sudden there's clubhouse happening. (laughs) (laughs) And honestly, how do you keep up with all of it? It's, it's definitely an effort. Yeah. Actually, that's important because you do have, um, you put a lot into your brand as well. So how, um, uh, how have you found that is, is, you know, there are multiple platforms, there are things, do you have strategies on how to, you know, where to focus? Do you, do you jump onto that next thing right away? I mean, I know that you do kind of jump onto Clubhouse now already and things like that, that, that is a relatively new one. Do, Do you have a strategy around that? Oh, I have no strategy around Clubhouse, clearly, because, you know, it's it just it takes a lot of time. So when Clubhouse started, I realized I have to really define my time. I can't just chase everything that's coming along. I have friends that are on it and they're spending hours and hours and hours every day. so, you know, I'm, I'm being selfish with my time right now. And I think that's one thing that's come out of COVID and all this time that we've spent at home. How do you want to spend your time? We're more free of the noise that is out there than we have been in some time. And I think these quiet moments really clear, clear your vision of you know, how do I want to spend my days? Where is my focus? Where am I spinning my wheels and not getting any value from? So to me, that's been the beauty of having this experience of all this quarantining. I don't know where everybody is in the world, but you know, we've been pretty locked down here in Ontario. So, you know, that in itself has been a, a real learning experience. Yeah, and, and along with that, I mean, it's something that you probably um, have had to do and maybe honing it a little more now is, you know, you have you have your kind of charity humanitarian work, your business work, and then, you know, other people probably listening know that you're, you're a mother, you're, you know, you're a wife, you're all of those things. Um, you know, how do you try to balance that? And is it something that you find is, is relatively easy now? Or is it still a, a challenge for you? You know, it's still a challenge and all the parents out there, I'm sure would agree that it just, it changes with every age and stage of your family. Um, You know, for example, my mom is now 87 and she's had a stroke. We went from, you know, the crisis of her stroke into the crisis of COVID and they just overlapped. And so we're still dealing with that. And when does she get the vaccine? And, you know, all of those things, when do I get to see her or can I not see her because we're locked down again? Um, so yeah, there's, there's been definite challenges that way. Um, you know, I don't know. I think it's, it's a constant struggle. How do you do it all? I, 
I don't know. I mean, you could probably answer that question as, yeah. <laughs> as well no. as me. It's, yeah, it's well, and it's, it's something I ask most people, I think, that come on the show because everybody who is at that level, doing that level of work, it's, it's still always a challenge. And I, I mm-hmm. think they all say that. They all say that they still struggle with it. And it's, uh, um, but many are saying with COVID, it's almost helped them recalibrate it more than anything. It just yeah. means they spend time in different areas than they might have before, or more time in different areas. And it's okay to feel that struggle. I think a lot of us feel like, oh, I shouldn't be feeling this. Nobody else feels that, yeah. but it's really okay. And we have to give ourselves permission to just be and just yeah. let things unfold as they will. And, you know, we all have moments where we're not feeling as strong as normal or, you know, something makes you feel intimidated. And really all you can do is just acknowledge that feeling and just accept it, acknowledge it and try and find your calm. I think that's, you know, that's really good advice for anyone at any time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You mentioned there that you had done a keynote recently, and I know that you are a big advocate for um, women in leadership and empowering women. Um, And, uh, you know, maybe I'll I'll ask you, uh, what, um, what do you think needs to happen to make to make sure that there are more opportunities to do that or or that we we focus continue that focus especially after covid because that has in many cases impacted that negatively um how do we keep that kind of eye on the ball and and maybe create more opportunities for women in leadership or or women leaders overall mm-hmm. you know um another really good question this is really broad um opportunities like this I think now with Clubhouse and with all the social media, I think women can get their message out so much more clearly, no matter what that message is, even, you know, not even if, if let's say, for example, someone is at home full time and they're not working outside the home, they can still share their thoughts, their feelings, and people are hungry right now to to listen and learn. Um, So I think the challenge is just really being authentic with your message, whatever it is. You don't have to have a big brand. You don't have to have a huge platform. You, uh, You just really need to be true to yourself. And to almost do it for yourself. So I'm, I'm putting something on Instagram because that empowers me. I think, you know, that's a tool that we all have at our disposal. And I think it's one that, that is really connecting all of us right now. So I think women can certainly do that. I'm also a really big advocate of, of reading, like get any book, uh, there's so like uh, Estee Lauder sent me a package the other day and there was a beautiful book on Estee Lauder and I can't wait to read it because, you know, think about what she did in a time when women were not doing that. I love biographies and autobiographies. I love learning about other people's journeys, not necessarily just women, but, you know, men as well. People that have have done something and are willing to really share how they felt and you know the impact that it had on their life their family and you know totally jumping subjects but circling around to doing the show the real housewives of toronto yeah you know that was something that certainly empowered me but it impacted my family because you know there's moments on a show like that where you're like "Mm, i shouldn't have done that i shouldn't have done this yeah yeah so you know, we have to just own everything. Like, you know, I've yeah. made that choice, but you have to yeah. think about how does it affect the other people around me 
as well. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting that you bring that up because that was one question I was going to ask is, um, you know, you're still friends with people that were on that show with you. And um, did, how did that imp impact you, whether it's, it's your family, but also it, you probably, your fame even went to a different level that, that it was before and recognition and things like that. H how has that affected you and affected you at the time? Wow. Well, you know, I went into that show. I was friends with two of the girls, Grego and Jana, and yeah. and now I'm friends with, you know, pretty much everybody. Yeah. And that's it's a hard show to do. That you know, like I said, there were moments when I was like, oh, what am I? What was I thinking? Yeah. But looking back on it now, it certainly did open a lot of doors, and it gave me a much bigger platform. Uh, to use my voice and it gave me a bigger voice. So I'm happy about that. And I, you know, a lot of people said, what are you going to do with that? What do you, people thought I was going to come out with a big expensive fashion brand like Gucci or something like yeah. that. But I totally turned it the other direction and I came up with the Joan Kelly Walker collection, which was a royalty program. Um, and I was greatly involved in that. Yeah. I went swimming one day with Cindy Crawford in Muskoka and you know she's got a lot of branded products and she gave me yeah. really good advice and this is like women helping women there was nothing yeah. in it for her but she said the more involved you are the better it will be so yeah. I made that decision to really jump in with both feet and to marry my love of fashion and philanthropy yeah. and I created a brand to support women all across the world with a designer brand that's beautiful and comfortable to wear yeah. yet affordable so that everyone can wear a beautiful dress and feel yeah. great in it and nothing touched me more than when i would be at a big fancy event and i would see someone wearing a piece from the joan kelly walker collection yeah. so that was such a huge huge honor um and you know COVID hit, things happened, and we've had to re-pivot and change. Yeah. And so I've taken the same philosophy and I've created something now called the Give Back Collective, where it's not just my designs. I have, uh, I've, I've shifted now from daywear and, and beachwear and things like that to more uh, upscale loungewear and workout wear because that's what I've been living in. This is yep. reflective of the times. Yeah. Um, and so that's my brand and I'm still giving 100% of my profits to a, a group of charities that we've determined yeah. uh, through you know the work that I've been doing because it does take some time to cultivate a relationship with certain charities yeah. and to really do your due diligence because that's important. Um, but we're inviting other designers to come on board as well and not their whole profits, yeah. their net profits of one product. To come forward, join yeah. the collective. Um, we have a bigger voice together. We have a larger contribution together for the charities. Uh, and every charity right now really needs more help than ever. Yeah, well, and that's the thing is right now it's uh, it's difficult for them as, as well. So it's great that you're doing that. How, um, maybe I'll ask now then, how uh, how do people, if they are interested, other designers, how, are, how would they kind of um, you know put forward the, the thought of being in the collective? They can come to our website, uh, which is givebackcollective.com or givebackcollective.ca. And there's an application form there. We just want to make sure that everyone is like-minded and on the same page sure. and, uh, you know, yeah. and we can give them more details and start a dialogue. Or they can just reach out to me, send me a DM on Instagram. Yeah. I'd be happy to respond personally. 
Very cool. And so where does that come from for you? Because you obviously, I mean, even when you're doing an entrepreneurial venture, a big chunk of that is also giving back. And, and that's, I think a lot of people um, know you from that perspective as well, that, you know, you, you do a lot of work for a lot of different, um, you know, hum, humanitarian efforts and charities. Where does that come from for you? Like that's, that's not, it's not something everybody has in them. Mm -hmm. You know, I think way back when it started in the small town that I grew up in where, you know, it was a, a farming community. So mm -hmm. farmers helped each other because you had to get the harvest in before the frost. Uh, women helped each other in the garden for the same reason. So I think that was the beginning of it. Um, but then I, you know, I moved to Toronto and I was busy in my career and I was doing all this stuff. Yeah. It kind of was once I had children and I started working with World Vision and I started going on some trips into the field and a lot of people make a donation to a charity and then they say, okay, what happens to my money? Where does it go? How yeah. do I know how they're spending it? I actually went there. Here's my check, but I'm going to see what you're doing with it. So I'd find myself in, you know, the middle of somewhere in Africa yeah. in very remote conditions and, you know, do my homework so that I could come back and actually talk to people and tell them, this is what the experience was like. This is how they're spending the money. These are the people that I met. And more important, here's how your love that you're sending out to these people, whether you're, you know, writing a check or whatever you're doing, here's how it's making an impact on someone. And it was those individual stories and the people that I met that just like filled my heart with such um, like an understanding of need yeah. and the way that everyone is the same in the world that people want to turn on a faucet and get clean drinking water sure. i mean come on that should be possible and yet in a lot of countries and a lot of remote areas it's still not there are still children dying of waterborne disease and it breaks my heart and i just i'm in a position where i can hopefully make a difference so yeah. i think i have a, a responsibility to do that well, you, you've obviously impacted a lot of people and, and are recognized for it, which is, which is a good thing. And it's good to see that it, it keeps going and it's, it's in you for sure. Um, Thank you. you mentioned before that when you were younger, you didn't really have those mentors because of kind of where you were. And, and do you now, um, you know, uh, you're going into different ventures, different things. Um, do you have mentor, mentors that you kind of follow to do that? Or, or how, how do you kind of look at, um, you know, whether it's mentors or people that are inspiring to you? Hmm. I've had mentors pop in and out of my life. And I think, I think that's the best thing. Like if someone can come in and teach you something and then you might move on to someone else. Uh, just for an example, when I, when I first moved to Toronto, I was like, okay, I want to work on a film set. What do I do? How do I do this? So I got on somehow like running and getting coffee for people just as a PA and I didn't know what I was doing. But what I did know was that I need to keep my mouth shut and my eyes open and listen and learn. And then when I got brave enough, I would ask people like, what are you doing? What, what are, how are you logging those tapes? What are you writing down all the time? And people were very willing to share with me. And so I just learned. And now if anybody asks me anything, if like any person, it doesn't matter if 
where they are in their career. Just reach out to me and I'm always happy to tell the truth. And if I can't help, I'll tell you that. If I can connect people, I love doing that. Um, sometimes you just need to know that you're on the right path. And just having someone validate that, I think, is is really powerful because, you know, especially right now, we're working at home. We don't have someone there to bounce things off of. And uh, like a lot of time, you're just sort of wondering, like, am I doing okay? Am I not? And most of the time you're doing great. You just need to keep going forward with it. Yeah, it's it's getting past that past the bumps, I guess, as you go along. Yes. So sometimes it's just the, the recognition of that. Um, now, John, one thing that we do with every guest, uh, if you've listened to them before, is that we always try to get kind of two or three actionable items that someone who's at home could kind of, you know, really put into play relatively quickly. Um, because you do have so much experience in, um, you know, in, in giving back and, and doing those things. Do you have a couple of, um, you know, a couple of tips on, on what people could do if they, they wanted to kind of do more of that in their lives or contribute back to the community a little bit more? Do you have a couple of things you'd suggest? Well, the first thing you have to do is listen to your heart. Find out what speaks to you. Do you want to support a charity that works with animals? Do you want to support a charity that works with um, teenage moms? Do you want to support a charity that works with older people? Find in yourself what really speaks to you and what is gonna give you fulfillment and make you feel great. The second thing for sure, do your due diligence. Read, look, ask questions, uh, you know, go online, do as much as you can and then reach out. And again, ask your questions, find everything out, ask the hard questions. Mm-hmm. And then once you've made a decision, then you know, you don't have to be able to write a big check to make a big impact. You can volunteer, you can be a connector, you can share, uh, certainly you can write a check. You need to figure out like, what can I do right now? And most of the time people's situations in life, you know, kind of ebb and flow. So you might be able to make a difference in a different way down the road. But right now I would say just follow your heart and just get started. That's, that's great advice. Okay, well, th- thank you for that. Um, you know, I, I, I'm sure lots of people are going to want to make sure that they're, they're following you and some of these things that you've, you've talked about. You've got lots of great stuff happening. Um, what are the best ways to follow you and, and those kind of um, initiatives that you have going on right now, Joan? I think Instagram is kind of like the hub of everything, but yeah. you can find me on all the other platforms as well. But Instagram, it's Joan Kelly Walker official and uh, the giveback We also have an Instagram page, but um, you know, so however you want to reach out to us or my website, joankellywalker.com. Awesome. And what we'll do for everybody listening, um, we're also going to put that in the show notes. We'll put it on everything there as well. So, uh, so definitely click through on that. If you haven't hit subscribe on the podcast, whether it's the, the video or audio versions right now, make sure that you do that. We have great guests every week, just like Joan, uh, and, and um, we'll be able to take away tons of things every week. So, um, so again, thank you for taking the time out of your, your busy, busy schedule. And, uh, and you know, it, this has been great. We really appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Honestly, I, this, is, this has been just a joy. Well, thanks so much. And, and for me as well. So um, thank you, everybody, for listening. And we will talk again on Big Idea, Big Moves. Bye, everybody.